All right, gentlemen, here we are. Let's close the hatch. Yep. Doop, boop. Okay, hatch is closed. We're in the sub. Dive, dive. Episode four. Run silent. Run deep. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Thoughtful, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. So, we all just got back from holiday celebrations. Mm-hmm. Alex, you do anything Really da- dating this uh, podcast that yeah. won't be released for no, several it's months. A holiday, it's pretty generic. <laughs> right, sure, yeah. flag day. Mm-hmm. President's Day. Ooh. Did you do anything fun, Alex? Uh, just visited with family, saw some friends. Nothing too crazy. I actually went to a bar on Christmas Day. I can't believe I was one of those people, but actually, I actually Wait, did go to a bar. Bars are open on Christmas oh, Day? Oh, out here in Ohio, of course. Yeah. I can't believe I never knew that. And it was actually pretty crowded, too. <laughs> so it's pretty fun. That's unreal. I mean, did you get any kind of special Christmas drink or... We just classic Alex doing Irish car bombs and no, no, no Irish car bombs. It would have been nice. Just uh, just a couple of Bud Lights. Nothing too crazy. The bar that I was at, they have a uh, a deal on Mondays that if you buy their mug, uh, you get refills of it for like two dollars. So it's a pretty good deal. So we, have, ab- but we are not sponsored by Bud Light. We are not. No. no. So you so abandoned bleep, bleep your family and friends on Christmas Day to go drink two dollar Bud Lights. Uh, I didn't abandon them. I'd already left. So. Oh, <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> yeah. So they abandoned you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This is how you're coping with it, self-medicating. No. Uh, other than that, though, the holiday was great. How about you guys? Wait, any any holiday mustards you try or no? Mm, no, I didn't. Believe it or no. not. Dang. Yeah, I did have a really good one. Well, this has been a couple of years now. One of my buddies gave couple me... A couple years ago, couple you had years. a good one. Okay. Yeah, I remember this because <laughs> he okay. works for a big grocery chain in Michigan, and one of his coworkers or something owns this mustard company. I want to say it's called Backwoods Mustard. And also not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but I'd highly recommend it. It was this really good jalapeno-type spicy mustard. I might have even shared it with you, Alex. I can't, it was when I was living in Ohio, so. Oh, really? You may have had it. I might have. Yeah, I might have liked it if it had jalapenos in it. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't do. I didn't do all that much. Visit family, do that thing, watch the submarine movie. Ooh. Normal, well, normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The the podcast did come up at our family get together. Everybody was giving me a lot of uh, crap for it. I was a like, lot of grief. Yeah, I was like, guys, you don't understand. Yeah, Patrick's going to be yeah. huge. My brother, my brother got a ride with my in-laws down to the uh, down to, to where I'm from, mm-hmm. and uh, and he said they were making fun of my podcast the whole way down <laughs> 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 about how my yeah how my wife didn't think it was real. Parents just don't understand. Yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, we got a little run silent, run deep. This was the one that uh, when I mentioned we talked about my podcast at home, my dad was like, "Well, there's one. Have you seen a uh, Run Silent, Run Deep?" And he just pulled it out of nowhere. And we were we After were listening we to it. Yeah, to we watch already it. decided to watch it. I had it downloaded on my computer. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I have it upstairs. Like, do you want to watch it?" And he's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> and then we didn't. But oh. he would have. He would have definitely watched it. You let your dad down. I did. But he's seen it a bunch. That's his, it's like his favorite a one. A bunch? Really? Yeah. Oh. That's why he was the first one that came to mind when he talked to, when I mentioned submarine movies. He it was another one he on the beach or something, an Australian film he also mentioned. Australian sub movies. Yep. On the beach. The other one that I saw while I was on vacation, of course, doing research for all this stuff was uh there's one called The Hunley. Kind of like uh the the quarterback for Brett the Hunley. Uh, Brett Hunley. Where do you know when it's set, what war it's at? The Hunley. Would it be like a Korean War? American Civil War. Oh, no wow. way. 18, yeah, it was an 1864 first submarine. It actually was oh, a- Oh, the con- turtle, right? It was a Confederate submarine that sunk a ship. Really? Yep. So I have a movie about that one, too. Something to look forward to in the new year. <laughs> around after. I mean, I count the new year from after Flag Day, so that's why right. I'm mentioning that holiday. New year for me is typically St. Paddy's Day, right. um, because that's literally the most excited I've ever been for any holiday in my life. Was St. Patty's Day in, during college? It was mm. the best. Uh, <laughs> and you'd be basically reborn. <laughs> you feel like you've died, and then you're reborn. The I died day. by about eight a.m., and then I was reborn into the night again. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh huh. Right. Oh my word. Alrighty. So, <clears throat> run silent, run deep. Yes. So this one's starring uh, two main stars: Clark Gable and uh, Burt Lancaster. They hated each other. Yes. This is, an, yeah. Legit. If, if those names didn't give it away, this is an older movie. It's an older film, 1958. Is yes. that right? Yep. Yeah. 58. And, uh, yeah, they hated each other, mostly because Burt Lancaster was like the a bit of a more of an up-and-comer at the time, and Clark Gable was two years away from dying at the age of 59. Well, he didn't know that at the time. Uh, he uh, may have been able to guess. He probably. smoked four packs of cigarettes a day and drank a whole bunch of alcohol and basically was like, I'm too sick to ever work past five anymore. So he may have thought, had an inkling that he, he might die. That's pretty bad. Well, you can even see five. you can even see in this film, there's there's scenes where he's like sweating and shaking. And they said, I noticed that. Yeah, they said that that was that was because he was so sick. He also had like terrible back pain. He had like he just was really not doing so hot wow. at this time in his career. It was near the end of his career. So, yeah, I'd say if if you're on having back pain, anything like that, submarine's not really the place for nope. you to be. No, no. And Burt Lancaster was uh, like a spry. He had been in the circus. He was like an acrobat. Really? And then, yeah. And uh, and so I think he was uh, he was more up to it. Hmm. Most everything he was also in, I mean the, in the trivia I have he was also a bit of a snob. But that's I don't know if that was real uh, or that was Clark Gable kind of like spreading some like shit about him. Oh, I I read some of the stuff up on this. It's I can't wait till we get into that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, so yep, yeah, it's based on a book, barely adapted, based from a book though, from what I understand. I did not read this one. Does anybody uh, even read anymore? Well, I'm I'm currently reading Hunt for the Red o- Hunt for Red October, so that when we get to that, I'll be like up up for it, up to it. HFRL. Yep. HFRL. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I had to sit there and think about <laughs> uh, it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Alrighty. So uh, quick, <clears throat> I don't know if we want to do some. Let's let's just jump into the recap. I think. We I start, think so. Start from the, the beginning, as, as is traditional. Um. So we have Clark Gable. Um, I'm actually forgetting his character's name. Rich. I can't remember it either. Rich, I think. Uh, well, Richard would maybe his first name. Um, Nobody calls oh, him Richardson. Rich. Richards. Oh, Richardson. Oh, Richardson. Captain Richardson. Yeah, Richardson. I think that's right. 
and um, and he's a, a captain of a submarine. We see him uh, in the middle of a battle. They sink a they sink a ship, and then a destroyer, a Japanese uh, destroyer, turns toward them, and we get our first glimpse of, of Bungo Pete, which sounds terribly racist, but I guess it's just part of it. I it mean, does. it's Bungo Strait. That's where they are, so it's not that racist. It's yeah. a location. Bungo Strait, and they're in the Yakakazi. Yeah, and they are. Uh, they turn towards them, and they so they make themselves real thin, right? Like when a boat's on its side, it's like. You can just throw torpedoes at it and sink it. Right, but when it's it turns like the broadside you, of a barn. Yeah, literally, it's like the broadside of a destroyer. It's even bigger than a barn. <clears throat> Much bigger than a barn, I would assume. I have not done the scientific measurements of it, but barn science is pretty advanced. Right, and so um, it turns towards them, and so like the protocol for the navy is like, don't shoot, just dive, get get out of there and dive. And so they they start to dive, and. Uh, they get have an incoming torpedo or incoming bomb or whatever, and they get sunk. And Clark Gable's able to survive, and a bunch of the Americans are able to survive, but a, a whole bunch die. They and didn't. They, they really. When this happened, yeah. they should have really upplayed it, because it was just kind of like the screen flash black and white, and then they're floating on top floating of the surface. There, yeah. They should have shown some kind of explosion. Well, so in the, I, I was actually thinking about this. If this was remade, or if this was like a modern movie, we'd be seeing like. People being like ah, and have their like hand blown off, and like mm-hmm. like a lot of like a lot of war gore, like you see in something like uh, right. Saving Private Ryan or something. But this is pretty tame. They're just kind of like floating on the water, yeah. and they're like, oh darn, oh gee willikers. I guess our submarine has because <laughs> it's the fifties. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh goodness, you. Got well, us. I mean, it was actually World War II. So it's but when the movie was made. Oh, I see. And then, uh, but so- did you notice in the beginning that um, <laughs> when they were firing torpedoes again, as I'm sure we're going to see in every single movie. Shoot the fish. Shoot the fish. Well, yeah, so we're we're four for four on fish. I will say we are not four for four on crush depth. I, this now is three garbage. for four. I've it, got something. I've got something for no title no of this crush movie. Depth. You yeah. don't even talk about crush depth. Unacceptable, really. Yeah. But yeah, so we we're now three for four on crush depth. We're four for four on the fish. Oh, torpedoes being called fish, which is nice. At least and, there's some kind of, uh, you know. Yeah, so so part of this part of this whole thing is like Bungle Pete gets a reputation. We learn that he has like a, a reputation now. He never misses. Bungle Pete never misses, and it's crazy. He's in this boat and he never misses the subs, and he sinks a whole bunch of subs. We see Clark Gable. He's now on the desk. He's got a desk job, and they keep on hearing of a new sub has been sunk in the Bungo Straits. In four, no, sorry, in one year, four subs have yeah, been sank four subs in the sank. Bungo Strait. Yeah. And he's kind of like he's, he seems to be not doing so well. He's every morning he practices a risky maneuver to sink Bungo Pete. Yes. And every morning he succeeds in his imaginary world. Well, go figure. <clears throat> yeah. And so and he's, he's just uh, on his desk, and the one guy steals these little yeah, miniatures from around the office. M- Mueller, um, Kraut Mueller was the nickname, der- der- derisive nickname given to him. Because he's got a German last name, but he was a little strange, <laughs> yes. a bit of a kick, ass, a kiss ass. Uh, she's like, "Oh, you did it again, sir. We yeah. sunk him again, sir. <laughs> That's two hundred days in a row. <laughs> oh, another day." And so he, uh, Clark Gable, hates it, but he sees an opening. A fourth sub has gone down, mm-hmm. so it's time. Yep, he's gonna finagle his way onto that next sub. Yep. But then there's a the scene cuts and it's showing. Burt Lancaster, Caster, whatever, yep. on this submarine, and the crew's all excited. They got him this jacket that says captain because the next ship he's going to be on, he's going to be the captain of. Yeah. 
He's going to be a captain of that ship, I think, was the idea. Right. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, that doesn't work out. Clark Gable's got different ideas. <laughs> yes, he So does. he convinces them, the, uh, the higher-ups, that he should get another shot. He knows the strategy. He knows what's going on out there, and he knows the ship's going to go out to Sector 7. So he's like, I know Sector 7. Sector 7's really dangerous. But, you know, I know you're worried because I literally look like I'm about to die. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> literally, and, I'm shaking. Yeah. And, yeah, but, like, if we have basically as an executive officer, if I have a captain, someone who could really be a captain there, then everything's cool. Right. And they're like, oh, actually, this is a great idea. Get Lancaster some battle, uh, you know, get him battle tested out in Sector 7 with a guy who knows it. Like, this seems perfect. So they do it. And Lancaster is none too happy. Not at all. Yeah. But he, I mean, he, even, uh, he even comes it. to his house. Yeah. He comes over there and he's like, oh, God, we're going to need some, uh, we're going to need some gin. Oh, because his wife, gin, his wife, yeah. they're like, I'll make some lemonade. He's like, we're going to need gin in that lemonade. Yeah. Betty. Yeah. Because he knows he's not her name. He, but... he did something pretty shady, pretty obviously shady. And he's going to have to deal with this, uh, this guy who's not very happy with him. Right. Yeah. So cut to. Onto the sub, on basically, the sub. yeah. I mean, what, uh, this movie, we talk about in all the other movies, time spent on the sub. We got a pretty good amount of time. Yeah. Spent. I think we even have more time spent on the sub than we did in Phantom. Uh, no, I, w- I would disagree. Oh, no, you know what? Because of the beginning, too. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, you're right. I think, it's I a think very short do. amount of time off the sub. Yeah. In fact, we've picked some really good ones for how long we were actually on the sub. Right. You know, you think of them, I guess... Not even down Paris. Down Periscope, they're off the sub for like a second, literally a second. Well, he's on a sub, and then he gets his command and he goes right onto that sub. I mean, everyone's kind of the right. But they have all the other right scenes, I guess, sub. with Rip Torn and oh, yeah, all the yeah. other they guys, got other stuff, whatever, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, other storyline. But this one, there's yeah. really not much of that at all. Yeah. So they they come up, come uh, they start their voyage, and right off the bat, there's some like issues. Uh, mostly around the fact that the crew doesn't really like Clark Gable, and Clark Gable becomes like a drill master. In a lot of ways, it's like Crimson Tide. Like, we got, like, Clark Gable who's like, drill, drill, like, we got a drill, and everyone's like, oh, man, my morale's pretty low. You just told us that we have to go to Sector 7. Right. And, which is, like, the worst, and now we're just drilling all day imaginary drills that make no sense. Like, you know, this sucks. Yes. Yeah. And they had a whole they had a whole bet about where they were going. They yes. assumed they weren't going to Sector 7. And no we, one was going to bet on Sector 7, so that meant there wasn't going to be bad luck. And the young guy did. And the young guy did. Was there some kind of stigma around number 7 when it comes to sailors? No, I think it was just Sector 7 was the one where everyone uh, sunk. Well, so see, I, I kind of thought there might have been. So I looked up something mm-hmm. on, you know, things that are bad luck when it comes to ships. And this is where Phantom could have scored some extra points, yeah. but they didn't. What was that? So you remember the scene, I even brought this up, where they're walking onto the boat in Phantom, and they drop the oranges? Mm. Yep. It should have been bananas. Is that bad but luck? Bananas are bad luck. On a submarine? Well, I'm just, for sailor superstition, they're bad luck. But why? There was some thing, a bunch of banana cargo ships... Way back in the day, were the ships that were sunk. <laughs> so it's just bad luck. If you got bananas, you're probably going to get shot down or sunk or something. So I, I wish there were bananas and Phantom, but there weren't. That is the, that's the worst. I don't understand that at all. Right. So if it's anything gets sunk that has anything on it, you can't do that anymore. 
Well, it was not just one ship. It was multiple ships. It had bananas. Thank God we don't have a ship where the captain was pulled his dick out and then got sunk. Otherwise, <laughs> we wouldn't be treated to all those times in these movies. Uh, it all comes full circle. We already mentioned in the Harris movie and... You got the dick whipping out. And well, it hasn't happened yet in yeah. Silent Run Deep. I mean, that was a crazy scene. Well, yeah. It turned to color all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Burt Lancaster, well, no, sorry, Clark Gable pulls his wrinkled dick out. <laughs> wrinkled. Well, he's 57 years old at this right. point. <laughs> right. Two years away from death. His dick was not looking so hot. No, he he should have known. <laughs> wow, that thing's about to fall off. Yeah, so any much time left. So anyways, they they're real drained. They're, se- they're 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 going to sector 7 and uh they're just drilling over and over again. And it what really really gets them mad is that they see this just Japanese sub tooling around, slow sub. They're so much faster than it. They have a better sub than it. They could just turn around and sink the damn thing. No one would blink twice. They would be able to, you know, already be heroes add another notch in the bed just like whatever and he's like nah too easy watch it and then let it go which is like just oh no it doesn't make sense don't do that you get a little bit of a mindset of what the war was it's like no we sink these motherfuckers right yeah it's just no you just go after them that's what war is you can't let them go they might sink another ship later like then we're assholes and we're the assholes right because there's i mean inevitably there will be Another U.S. ship coming through. Yeah. That's not a submarine. It's not going to spot them. It may not even be a. It may not even be a ship. Maybe something bringing cargo to the army. Like you got to make sure that you sink those Japanese ships when they're right. around. It could be a U.S. cargo ship going to pick up playstations. Right. In Japan. Yeah. And what are kids going to do on Christmas? Yeah. It's entertainment. It's more than entertainment. It's yeah. way of life. Yeah. Make sure you keep the populace subdued so you can keep your <laughs> war going. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so then this actually causes a problem among yeah. the crew because everybody kind of thinks that now he's spineless. They think yeah. all you want to all you want to do is just run these drills, get these times because that's a big thing. He wants to just dive down, level off fifty feet, shoot a fish, and then continue on. Yeah. But he wants to do it as fast as he quick as eh, as fast as possible. Right. And so doing this. When they've been doing all these drills, they don't take the shot. Everybody's – this is when morale is kind of tanky. Yeah. And they ask Burt Lancaster to say, you need to take you over the take over. boat. Yeah. And so he doesn't, and then they spot a different situation. They see a convoy, and there's boats, this decoy boat, which is essentially like a – it looks like a fake boat, but it really has guns in it. And so, like, this you want to sink play the later. decoy boat. But he doesn't go for the decoy boat because he's seasoned, and the decoy boat doesn't have a lot of displacement. He goes along behind it. Yeah, well, if you were to shoot at it, the torpedoes would just go underneath, underneath it. it. Yeah. And so he he goes after one of the boats and then gets a destroyer to turn towards him. And just like in the beginning, they're not their face uh, kind of pointed at them, so mm-hmm. a real small target. And they go through the drill, and they fucking sink that thing. And they do it in 32 seconds, which is like a world record. Guinness World Record right. came in and we're like, you got it. Like, you did it. This is and, where Guinness World Record started. Yeah, it was. And they are, talking about morale, like, they, their morale was at zero. It went straight to 100. They were just oh, like, these guys oh, are yeah. going nuts. Oh, man. Like, let us at them. Like, we just did that thing. Like, this is something that's not even in the books. They rewrote the books. They rewrote the books and they're like feeling, they've got their swag back. 
really. Yes. But Burt Lancaster's not as happy as everyone else. No, he really isn't. Yeah, because he he sees what's going on. Mm-hmm. He said, you're just doing these extremely risky maneuvers. We could have just taken them at their broadside. Yep. And we're doing it because you plan on disobeying direct orders, going into that Bungo Strait, and going after Bungo Pete. And Clark Gable's like, oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> and then he turns on the radio he's like, crew, I'm going to the Bungo Strait. Yes. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah, nobody's happy with it. Because now it's just, it's... We knew it because we're watching from the right. outside, but it's just a personal vendetta <laughs> the entire movie. Yeah. So um, they go to the Bungo Strait. They're in the Bungo Strait. They, they pull up there, put a up periscope, looking out there. They see a whole convoy, and just like they expected. And they're like, okay, here's our time to shine. So they go up. They sink a ship. Bungo Pete turns towards them. And wait, this is weird. Planes are coming at us almost like they knew we were coming. Right. Oh, that's strange. But let's keep calm. Let the planes miss us a million times because that seems to happen in um, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> For Bungo Pete not ever missing. Yeah, he misses know, a lot. The, yeah, those cannons, they were blo- like all over the place. They ne- Actually, they literally never hit them. No, not even no. close. Yeah, they always Well, miss. I mean, sorry, they were they were close. You know, close enough to make a, a 1950s in whatever movie pool. crowd yeah. uh, pretty nervous. Right. But um, the planes couldn't hit anything either. Like, no. dude, if you put me out there in a crop dusting plane, I could just throw a stick of dynamite over it, and I could probably hit it. Yeah. They they they're heading holding steady. They shoot off their torpedoes. They don't hit. They dive, and they're diving, 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 and they start to do some. There's some charges being dropped by the boats. Oh, the depth charges. Depth charges, and it causes some problems on the the submarine. And of course, Clark Gable puts his dick back in his pants. Like, uh, hold on, guys. Yeah, he's like, hold on, I'm the captain, but, you know, I got to go down and help something. This so he, will be out later. Yeah, so, yeah, make sure, you better believe it. and <laughs> Take notice. Yeah. See what this looks like. <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> and he, uh, and so, basically, one of the depth charges blows a, blows the uh, the door in the, um, in the torpedo room. And so he's like, I'm the captain. I better go down and, like, check it out. And a bunch of... It's like chaos down there, and a bunch of people die. Like a torpedo falls in that poor young oh, guy. Oh, the youngest guy. Ugh, this is the first luck. time we've seen this in a movie. Somebody gets crushed to death by a torpedo. By a fish, yeah. Fish lands right on top the, of The scream, yeah. I thought, was absolutely terrible, though. I could be honest. Was, well, it, was it the classic movie scream? It was No, it wasn't so even delayed, a Wilhelm it, scream. It was, yeah. Right, I was going to say Wilhelm. It yeah. was a really delayed scream. He even started screaming. He didn't even try to move. Uh, he started. He didn't. Yeah, he started to scream first, and then it just kind of crushed him. He screamed for like five seconds, and then it crushed can him. You, can you do that scream, Alex? Mm, I'm going to have to watch it again, but I'll practice it for the next episode. Oh, oh just, okay. just give it the old college try. I don't remember exactly what it sounded like. I just remembered it being <sighs> really bad, and I started laughing at that part, even though the poor it guy died. exactly like Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> just like Chewbacca from Star Wars. Yes. Like, no, I can't do it. See, I'm that terrible at it. And uh, and so in the process of him getting crushed to death, crazy, 1951, or 1958 movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting into some hardcore stuff. Yeah. But he, uh, uh, Clark Gable gets knocked over and gets a terrible concussion. <laughs> it's like he played in the NFL. Like he was, yes. they were like, they whistled, they brought him out. They were like, you need to be evaluated because right. this is not good. 
And they even did the eye test. They did the everything. Going all crazy. It's like, this guy's a doctor. They put him in a little blue tent on the side of the sub so yeah. nobody could see what was going they on. They basically did. <laughs> it was essentially the same yeah, thing. Yeah, they really did. And the doctor was like, you've been done fucked up. Yes. You better like not be the commander. Anymore. But while this is also going on, Burt Lancaster's in charge, and they they seem to think that they get a... Um, Oh, they're getting some weird transmission well, no, that nobody they, can make for, out. First, they, they think they get a turn, their own torpedo turned around on them. And so they, they dive real quick and avoid it. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, man, a torpedo turned around on us. They felt, like they, could, they felt like they could have gotten Bungo Pete if it wasn't for that, but it turned around on them. Like they had shot it. Oh, it must have come back at us. Right. And then they start getting this weird Morse code uh, transmission, but it seems like gobbledygook that it's not. They don't understand it. Right. So, I I can't make out Morse code. It's not. No, it's it not. It sounded that. like normal Morse code to me. Well, no, but if you look online, online people say like it. It, it was. It was not. Oh, it didn't make any yeah, sense. It didn't okay, make any sense. so that was coming through. Nobody understood what it was. No. And then it it just stopped. Mm-hmm. But all the while, uh, Clark Gable is. He's yeah. He's there. And he's not looking so well, and so they they take him out. They're basically like, you can't. You can't really be the commander anymore. And Burt Lancaster comes in and be like, I'm taking command from you. Right. And he's like, oh, it's a mutiny. It's like, okay, so you're all, you're incapacitated, so I'm taking over. Even the doctor said, this is the type of thing where you will, if you're standing, you will black out and every will, few minutes. Yeah. You will die. Yeah. yeah. So. Said, and if you continue to stand, you eventually will black out permanently. So they start repairing the ship. They have repairs going on. They can't really leave until they get the repairs done, until that door's fixed and all that stuff. It takes two days. Yeah. And with... Bert as the captain, they're just going to head back to Pearl Harbor. Heading back to Pearl Harbor. And you'd think with him being like the golden boy, everyone loves him on the on the submarine, you'd think everyone would be like, great, let's head back. But like- Not the case. No. A bunch of them are like, you know what? I've never been on a ship that headed back to port with 15 torpedoes and a bunch of Japanese you know, right. uh, boats out there. Like, we should be unloading these, sink as many as we can, and then we can maybe we can head out. But like, right. no, not like this. We're cowards. And so they're 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 really not happy, and even a, a mini skirmish breaks out. Yeah, yeah. And by that I mean it's one punch to yeah. the face. And so then something changes Bert's mind. He Lancaster decides he's actually going to stay and fight when he hears Tokyo Rose on the radio. Tokyo Rose is actually a myth, not a real thing. Didn't actually happen. I was wondering all about that. No, it's not. It's not real. There, there were propagandists and stuff like that, but it, there, it's not really. There wasn't really a Tokyo Rose. Oh, it wasn't as accurate as what they made it out to be. Right, and uh, but they hear on uh, Tokyo Rose saying all the names of people on the submarine and how they had sunk, including Kraut Mueller, who was in, which was a nickname no one used. He used it once right. on a note he wrote as a joke. Well, okay, so to. We need to bring rewind a little yeah, bit. just to bring it back. So to preface this, after all these depth charges were going off and there was damage to the boat and three people died, uh, they needed to stop the depth charges. Otherwise, they would totally get sunk and everybody would die. So they kind of faked their own death. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They put in the torpedo tubes, they ejected a bunch of bedding and extra clothing, and they even and put people. the yeah, <laughs> they even put the three dead guys in there. Oh yeah, and sent them up to float to the top, and so that way it looked like they were totally sunk, like bodies were floating. This was a sunk ship. Chalk one up for the Japanese. Yeah, and then the Tokyo Rose transmission goes through and says, "By the way, we sunk this." And then they list all those right. very specific names. Yeah, and one of them is is Kraut Mueller, and. 
Kraut Mueller. It's not his official name. No, and it's only he only used it once in a note. And what happened to that note? It went into the garbage. And we we were treated to a little, pre, you know, previous scene where you see the garbage being thrown out. It's just kind of thrown in the ocean. And it's supposed to be weighted down. Well, the guy almost dies. Right, he almost dies throwing it out one time. So that's how because we know of how a it drill. Does. Yeah, he's stuck on top of the <laughs> he's just on top of the side while it's diving. And then actually, at the time it was going on, you can wonder what's the significance of this. But then it all yeah. comes together. So it turns out Lancaster realize, Lancaster realizes that the Japanese are getting the names and knowing that they were there from finding the the uh, the uh, trash that's being thrown out. And right. so like, okay, I figured out now. Fishermen are finding it yeah. and taking it over. So to the, we know. Maybe. So they know two things. They know they think they're dead, and they know how they've known that they're around, which is from this, from their garbage. So like. Stop throwing out the garbage, and you know they'll think they're dead, and no one will know they're there. They will finally have an official advantage on Bungo Pete. Right. And so he's like, "I'm going back in. I got to go back in." So they go back in. They go through the same whole thing. There's a convoy. They go up. They sink a boat. Bungo Pete turns to them, and they fire and do the whole drill, and they fire and blow him to pieces. Right. As he deserved. And. Clark Gable, while he's, and that's he's kind the, of out of it the whole time because yeah. he's laying down, but you know he gets that little smirk yeah. across his face. Yeah, like, yeah. and this is the first time. You, this is how you know Lancaster's the captain because he pulls out his dick like for the first time. Yeah, and it's a young spry dick, and everyone's like, "Look at that guy! Wow, his skin's so tight." Yeah, they are pretty impressed, and they're like, "You can keep it out forever. You're our captain." <laughs> it's like that's right, and yeah. I, I don't need your permission. Report me to command. I dare you. Right. Look at this thing. <laughs> And so, but they're they're uh, diving, and um, this is where they find out what the transmission. Yeah, is. Yeah, so G- Gable is like hallucinating, kind of, and he keeps on hearing the Morse code. And he goes, "Oh, wait a second. And he runs up, and he goes, "It's a it's a Japanese submarine," which is probably why they couldn't understand it. It was all coded or whatever. So, yeah, you ever hear about that person who suffered some kind of concussion? And they woke up. They were an English speaker, an American. And they couldn't. They could only speak Spanish. Yeah. I wonder if that. He could only speak Japanese coded Morse code. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> it would have been kind of hard for them to understand. He just, he just yeah, says like, Morse code. He's like clicking. Like, what is this? I also can't make that out. It's weird. <laughs> he just keeps saying it, like throwing his hands up. Yeah. So apparently, this is a famous line because it says, uh, it's a Japanese sub, it's a Japanese sub. And so they quickly dive, 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 and they dive deeper, and they just miss getting destroyed by a torpedo, which has been shot by this sub. And this As is, where, is customary in the rest of this movie. Yeah. There's all these narrow misses and right. stuff. Right, yeah. And so it's run silent, run deep, and now they've got to run silent, and they got to run deep, because both the Japanese sub and Finally their sub right, are going real deep and real silent. They've both turned off their engines, and they're both waiting with hush tones, trying but it's to actually, figure it out. So it's really funny because they shut it off. He's like, well, let's make it a standoff. Yeah. It only lasts like two minutes. Yeah. Like, then, this is not much of a standoff. And I don't even really totally remember. How, why does it end? They just realize they have to like surface or yeah, something. Yeah, like, well, right? we need to surface. Yeah, We're going to have to surface anyway. I think in one of the scenes you see the ships actually sinking. Since they weren't moving forward, they were just sinking. So I think that's why they had to go oh. up. They're like, okay, well, we got to surface at some point. They're going to have to surface at some point. Let's just go up. It's like... Put engines full blast so they know the the Japanese sub know they're surfacing. They know they're going to come up as well, and they get up there and they locate them. And the Japanese sub is like, "Oh shit!" And so they start quickly trying to go behind one of the ships 
Yes. The decoy ship. decoy boat that doesn't have much displacement. Yeah. So they say, fire Fire those fish. Fire those fish. And they let let Clark Gable do it. He's like basically on his deathbed. Right. In real life and in this movie. Yeah. They're like, take out that dick one more time. That's what they tell him. They're like, let's see that guy one more time. (laughs) And he's like, ugh. And it does I'll do it. Like, oh, God. oh God! What is that? <laughs> fine, fine, okay. And they off the fish go, and they destroy. Well, they they go under go the ship. right underneath the decoy boat, yeah. and all of a sudden, all the people on the Japanese side were like, "No, Godzilla!" Yeah, and they get Boom. destroyed. I'm done. That was racist, though, Kyle. Godzilla? Yeah. No, it's not. Okay. It's a great movie. Okay, I agree now. Okay, yeah, it's true. You're just celebrating their culture, I guess. Aren't there subs in Godzilla? Probably. I'm thinking I, at least I'm, one. I'm guessing Godzilla picks up a sub at some point. Ah, bites it like a sandwich. Yeah, like a hot dog. <laughs> put, some mustard, put some mustard on that guy yeah. and takes a big bite. Yes. I think we got a logo. <laughs> we got a logo. Yeah. Get some mustard on that sub. Um, And so, yeah, so they, they kind of realized that it wasn't just Bungo Pete, like, he didn't. It wasn't him that was never missing. It was really this submarine that would come along right. and destroy things. Because we saw Bungo Pete suck. Yeah. yeah, but he also had a really wicked cool scar on his face. Did he? Yeah, I didn't even know that. I didn't notice. And oh, so, how couldn't you? Yeah. So then, then, oh, so they sunk, sink the sub. Gable is like, I mean, he's basically like, oh, he's like in ecstasy. He dies while climaxing. Yeah. And then, and so then they it ends with a, his burial at sea. It was- this, I think, would have been really funny because they, like, lower him down into the tube because he was dying. It just, like, dropped. Yeah. It's like, boom. Like, what the heck was Which that? is funny. It'll come up later, but I was watching a clip from another movie, and that exact same thing is done in that film where they have the flag over him, and they just tilt it over, and the body falls out. No way. Oh, yeah. It'll come up. I, th- I think I've seen that before in a James Bond movie, too. That's that's the movie that's coming oh. up. <laughs> Look at you, Alex. All right. Then did you, wait, did you not notice that that was that's when James Bond gets taken by two uh, two divers uh, divers into, and put a submarine. Into a submarine. It's just it's just <laughs> now coming together. <laughs> oh yeah. So we'll be watching that one in the future. Oh my goodness. So yeah. So that's our little recap. I don't know if we if there's something to do with the shortest recap we've ever had. It could be the shortest one. Ah, uh, we're getting there. But I, I do want to mention a couple of things about the book. So the book is way different. And even the the author, who was Clark Gable's character, actually, didn't die. He wrote a book about his experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, says, like, oh, well, they just Hollywoodized this. Like, it's not really my book. They just got they my sh- name. They wanted my name, and they made a movie out of it. Like, that's fine. Okay. And because, like, first of all, both Burt Lancaster and Clark Gable's characters were 23 at the time in the book, like in the book, oh, twenty-three year like, olds. There is no way that they're yeah. no. So in the book, those characters are twenty-three years old. That's why everyone made a huge deal about the fact that Clark Gable's in this thing. It's like, uh, you're fifty-eight, man. Right. Like you are super old. And, and uh, all right, but think about it. In all the movies we've watched so far, well, barring Down Periscope, because that was the most accurate one. There's always been a really old captain. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I think that's I don't think that's totally ridiculous necessarily maybe for like Cold War, but I think when you're talking about like you have like a, a whole bunch of subs out of the war. This is the first World War 2 one we've watched. It is, which yeah. Which is kind of crazy. It is a little crazy. There weren't no U-boats at all. Nope. Just these submarines, yeah. On the Pacific. Yeah, so um so in it in in the book, um Lancaster's character Bledsoe, he's a hotshot Rick's tape 
uh, risk taker, and he's a basically a pile of human garbage. Bl- like Lancaster's Lancaster's character. character sucks, and he is kind of like this hot shot, but like super big risk taker. And Clark Gable's character kind of comes in as like, "You're no go. You cannot be a captain." So they go out, and he's captain, and everyone really? hates him because they're all everyone on the boat's young and ready and ready to go and so they love Bledsoe because they're also risk takers and they're like I can't believe you just ruined his career by ne- make, saying that he can't be a captain right and so then they get sunk and uh, Clark Gable's character is injured and so Bledsoe's character in the book goes out on his own and ends up getting sunk and, and dying and uh, like you know also getting sunk by Bungo Pete now in this whole thing he's also like a pile of human garbage so he keeps on coming back and like cheating on his wife at Pearl Harbor and like and Clark Gable's character is like, oh, man, I feel so bad for his wife. Foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, and, I don't know. Oh, I yeah. go ahead and well, feel bad all over. Right, exactly. And so he goes out. He goes back out. He convinces. And he says, he's been working on, like, the accuracy of the torpedoes and stuff like that. He goes back out there. And he... he uh, We're talking about Lancaster? No, this is... So Lancaster's dead now. Oh, so it's Clark he, Gable. He got sunk. Well... So Clark Gable's book, character in the book. Yeah, yeah, Richardson. Book Clark Gable. Yeah, so Richardson goes back out. And he goes out and sinks um, Bungo Pete. He's a big hero. Okay. Now, the funny thing is it ends with this whole scene where they sink the the submarine and the boat and everything. Right. And people come to the surface, and the Japanese are all in their lifeboats. And explicitly in this book, Richardson's like, we got to ram those lifeboats and kill all those people because Bungo Pete might still be alive. And they went around. Just ramming them, ramming and destroying these lifeboats oh, filled with survivors. And incredible! Why is this actual book not made into a movie? This this sounds great. <laughs> so of course they did not include that in the Hollywood version. <laughs> uh, I mean, particularly they even was mentioned. That, now was that book? You said it's based on his experiences. Did he say whether that was real or not? I think that was probably. I think that was real. I mean, I think at the time in World War II, especially since like there was Japanese at kamikaze. There was a lot of like kind of unsavory things. They had right. Nuremberg trials all about like bombing civilians and stuff. I think the nature of war and what it was was just different. And so also, ramming lifeboats was just like, well, that people might be alive and they might come back and kill me. So you yeah. go around and ram those lifeboats or whatever. You bomb London to hell because the Germans want them to die. Well, you, you bomb, you firebomb Germany because it's just like you want to scare them and, and, right. and reduce morale. I think after that is when you start to get all those like war crime laws and stuff like that. Back then it was a little, little different. We dropped an atomic bomb in Japan. Yeah, that's you got to remember that. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, Crimson Tide. I guess we did learn from Crimson Tide that it wasn't so clear mm-hmm. cut that dropping of the atomic bomb. That's right. Mm-hmm. Goodness. And so, anyways, in Just the end, lifeboats. yeah, in the end, Gable's character goes back and totally takes Lancaster's wife to the bone zone. Wow. And they get married. So it would really? be a very different movie if uh, if it had been made for that. So if we made our own movie with this, I would have Lancaster still be alive, but... Oh, based on the book. You're saying true, true, truer to the book, but Lancaster's book. alive. Yeah. Lancaster would still be alive, but Gable, after doing all this, would come back, impregnate Lancaster's wife, and then there'd be a whole nother trilogy... Yeah. Where Lancaster's raising Gable's kid, but he doesn't know it. Wow. And then at the end. That's really intense. Yeah. Then at the end, he finds out, and then he has to shoot his own first kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So so the first movie would be a submarine action film. Yeah. And then, and then the second movie is like, a, like a, drama. a drama. Yep. 
And then the third movie is more of like a, a horror thriller of sorts. <laughs> yes, because wow. you have like an 80-year-old man chasing oh down this 40 And he's half robot at that point. Well, he's half cyborg, so right. he's a quarter robot. I see. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just um, has a bionic leg. All right, so <clears throat> I think we got to go to in- we got to go inches. So Alex, what are you what are you thinking inches wise? Uh, I give this one an eight, um, eight inches. Wow. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I guess th- some of the things I just don't understand. I guess, uh, and maybe I'll look into it more to see it's more. I guess. One, the title, Run Silent, Run Deep. I mean, there's only one time that they went anywhere deep and quiet at all. And I, and I don't know if this is really uh, how warfare was done with subs back then, but they were on the surface for most of the time uh, looking out. And then they were basically a boat. Yeah, it was just basically a boat. And then that could go underwater real quick and then pop back up whenever they needed to. So I, I think that's something I want to look into. I will say those, those, scenes, those scenes of them going under the water was pretty cool. Because I didn't, I, I don't think we've seen in our movies yet, like the the kind of the exact mechanism of going under. Just so right. many times doing those drills, yeah, just like over and over again. You're seeing how they're kind of like going under the water. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, so I I I guess that's just a misconception on my part. So I'm gonna go look and try to see if I could find out some more about sub warfare for the World War II. Because I was I was expecting them to be underwater a lot more than what they were. Uh, but other than that, well, spe- especially with the title, yeah, especially yeah, because the they're title. supposed to run silent and they're supposed to run I mean, deep, specifically run deep, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, not, I mean, goodness, the bottom of the boat was maybe fifteen feet underwater. Yeah, the whole top was exposed. Yeah, and like you said, most of the time, that was what I kept thinking the entire time. I thought they should be silent, yeah, and deep, yeah. They were they were not silent. It really was just that one moment. One scene. Yeah. One scene. It's kind of like down, down, down Periscope may have been, may as well have been called Run Silent, Run Deep because they ran silent and ran deep once. Right. Yep. And it was even more drawn out than it was yeah. in this movie. Crimson Tide also ran silent and ran deep, but not of their own volition. Their boat stopped working. Or their submarine stopped working. <laughs> that is that true. wasn't great. That's very true. Phantom never ran silent, ran deep. Well, I guess at the very end when they died. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We still don't know if that was a hallucination, though. You still don't even know if that boat's been found, right? Half of it. Yeah, half of it. So they're still very silent and very deep. All right, Kyle, what's your inches? Inch-wise, I do echo what Alex said about running silent, running deep. I did notice that they were at surface a lot of the time. But also, this movie kind of paved the way, at least for what we've seen, of these other modern sub-movies. I think it's it's very good. I will just jump, jump in real quick. We don't know that because <laughs> we haven't yet watched the other sub-movies. Yeah, we haven't films. watched movies from the 40s or whatever. Because there are other, I mean. There are. Yeah. But from 1958. I thought this movie was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty good. I mean, even by today's standards, well, I was no. watching it yeah, and I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I didn't expect it. It's often on lists for hundred greatest American films. Like it's in it is in very rarefied air in terms mm-hmm. of what's considered to be a very top notch quality American film. So I'd I'd have to say for this, I'd probably give it. Like Alex, it's it's about an eight for uh, me. See, I was hoping you would go seven, maybe. I was I, thinking seven or seven point five. Because I also want I also want to give it eight. Mm-hmm. 
And I wanted I wanted to be so that we'd have some differences, but I think it's eight across the board. Eight, this is an eight inch sub movie. It's a good movie. It is good, even it by just, t- even yeah. by today's standards. Because yeah. I think of a black and white film, I think, oh, this is dialogue is going to be just garbage and yeah. all that. But no, it was it was well done. Yeah. The effects for that time were very yeah, good. They're yeah. actually and I liked good. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked Burt Lancaster. He was kind of like showing his stuff. I don't know a lot of Burt Lancaster films. I don't either. Um. I don't think. I mean, I probably have seen a bunch, but not necessarily remember the exact ones. And then, of course, Clark Gable is just a, it's a little bit past his absolute prime. Right. Right. So, like, you know, pretty good. I'd say Some good so. stuff. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Even, even, oh, bump the mic. Even by today's standards, I think it's good based on the ones that we've watched. Yeah. All, All four right. of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, what do we got for different? I got. I mean, I got some trivia. I got some other stuff. But do we have any other things? We we got sub sub news. Some. You want to talk about maybe some background on on what we have? What 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 do you think the next section to be? Well, let's see. You got you got facts on the movie or trivia on the movie. I got trivia on the movie. Let's do yeah. some trivia. All right. <clears throat> So I'll start, I mean, every movie, for the most part, has some alternate casting what-ifs. I'm going to start with that one. So Frank Gorshin um, was originally due to test uh, for the role of Petty Officer Ruby, who ended up being played by Don Rickles, but he refused to fly out for that testing. So he drove, and he got in a car accident. Couldn't test, so they gave it to Don Rickles. No way. You know, so Don Rickles, you know who he is. Yeah. He's a balder guy. Right. Smiling all the time, making some jokes. Mm-hmm. So this guy, Gorshin played the Riddler in the original Batman TV series. So that's how you might know him. Okay. Yeah. So, question is, kind of bringing it back into Batman, question is, is this film better if it were to have, as the captain, instead of Clark Gable, Adam West? What are we thinking? Hmm. I... Yeah, I it probably. I think it would have been a little bit better. I'm not sure he has the range. See, I'm on I'm on the other end. Yeah. I think Clark Gable did a fine job. Oh, I think he did yeah. a great job too. I don't know. But, if, I mean, he looked like hell though. I don't think Adam West would have looked that bad. I don't know. Maybe. But he. But he also Adam West but. couldn't uh, rest in peace. But Adam West uh, couldn't act as well. <laughs> he didn't need to. I don't know. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. See, because the Adam West that I'm. You know, much more familiar with is you know Adam West when he was on Family Guy, right? For the mayor Adam West, right? Yeah. So I can't imagine him in tough. this movie. Okay, how about uh, uh, Michael Keaton as the main character? Michael Keaton, mm. yeah, aka Batman. That I don't Michael think he could Keaton do it. Clark Gable. Uh, I yeah. feel like I feel like Michael Keaton would have to be a different character. I could see him in the Burke Lancaster role, maybe. Right, but not in the in that main role. How about Val Kilmer? <laughs> Is it before or after he got fat? <laughs> uh, after. After. After he got yeah, fat. Yes, yeah, specifically. Yeah. No. Oh man. No. <laughs> you don't think so? No. I mean, he'd be in a similar position as Clark Gable at this point. Probably not working past five. His back hurts. He's right. shaking and sweating while he's trying to do these scenes. Right. So similar spot, uh, maybe a different starting like floor. <laughs> I guess when you think about it, because. You know, Val Kilmer's like the ladies' man back yeah. in the '80s and all that. How and about uh, how about George Clooney? You know, when you started this, I was thinking George Clooney, and I don't know why. I feel like George Clooney 
actually is the first one where I'd say that would probably be better because he's a similar age at this point. Yeah, right. Probably be able to play this role in a similar way that Clark D- Gable did, but is in right. obviously a much better spot as like his personal and everything, personal right. life and stuff. Mm, for me, that one's a push. Okay. How about uh, Christian Bale, aka Batman? Um, Christian Bale is awesome in everything he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he can get fat. He can get fat. He can get thin. He can get whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I'd. I'd watch Christian Bale in anything. So he probably I'd, can, I'd say yes. He can get his dick any way you want it to be. Yeah, he can. Well, yeah. I think he'd be good in this, yeah. Uh, what about Ben Affleck, a.k.a. Oh, Batman? No. <laughs> that's a no? Come on. I think I feel like that's a no across yeah, the board. No. Yeah, yeah okay. definitely. Uh, what about uh, Ed Harris? Ooh. Obviously Ed Harris. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Obviously. Yes, it, okay, yes. top, top. Okay, there we go. What do you think of sub-actors? Even have Gene Hackman on that list? I don't. I just have Ed Harris. Good. He's the, he's the only non Batman I have on this list. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh uh, other trivia: Gable was old. Almost all of the trivia for this movie was about how Gable was so old. <laughs> Everyone talked about it. It was a controversy with the film. Right. Uh, it even played into the the way that Gable got the plot changed because he was so angry about Lancaster making fun of how old he was that he insisted that they changed the plot of the film to make it so that he wasn't the basically bad guy. So he right. not be the case. And uh, yeah, so it, everything seems to point that it was correct. There were rumors that he had Parkinson's at this point, although he didn't die. He died of a heart attack. So I couldn't find anything to verify that. But I think it was because he was shaking so much. He had smoked four packs of cigarettes and, you know, had been a heavy drinker for a lot of his life. But cigarettes make you cool. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it's true. He was very cool at this time, but also very unhealthy. But I mean, you know, you just live in the best years. Yeah, you just gotta think about it. We're we're all prolonging it. our lives by not smoking, but yeah. what's the point? But even the director who who liked Gable was like, Yeah, he wouldn't work past five he couldn't work past five anymore. It just he wouldn't do it. That's unreal. Because he just couldn't anymore. And so in the end he was so he was so angry about Lancaster making fun of his age that he went on strike essentially, stopped working for a couple of days and the studio acquiesced and changed the movie so that he got sick. So he got that concussion rather than it just being a mutiny. Oh, because he, I think I read about this because he had built up such a macho man reputation. And he said, no, this guy isn't going to like, yeah, Lancaster's not going to, not going to be the guy in this. We're we're both going to be the guy in this. Right. And And so they made it. He could have had his way. He probably would have said, no, I'm just the guy in this. Mm -hmm. Um, so they had him fall ill instead. So that's how the mutiny happened. Oh, by the way, yeah, four for four mutinies. So far, four for four attempted or successful mutinies in our submarine right. films. Yes, that's pretty so good. This was, uh, so this was also filmed on the USS Redfish. It was a Blau-class submarine. Same submarine that portrayed, exact same submarine, the, the USS Redfish, that portrayed the Nautilus in the 20,000 uh, Leagues Under the Sea uh, film made by Disney. Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. So it it had like even on his Wikipedia page for that submarine it says film career that's one of the sections. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is my favorite one I saved it for last. Underwater premiere. The world premiere was held on April first, nineteen fifty eight, on board the SS three thirteen USS Perch. The Los Angeles Times reported that this movie was the first ever to have an underwater premiere. That's, wow. And I searched around and I couldn't find another film with an underwater premiere. So this might be the only film with an underwater premiere. I know what the second one's going to be. Our film? Yes. Yeah. Starring Ed Harris as the janitor, Ed serial Harris. killer. Okay, and for that movie, 
I was just thinking when you were asking about all the other actors and would they be better. I think Woody Harrelson would be pretty good in a sub movie. That's true. Is he not in one yet? I'll have to find out. I can. I, I think I can find this out somehow. But I'd like him in one. Yeah, he's good in everything he does. Yep. And so, <clears throat> before we get on to the next thing, also, last time I wanted to play a little Six Degrees of uh, Ed Harris. Oh, try to yes. try to bring us back from this film, all the way back to Ed Harris. Yes. So we were able to do it. Um, we were able to do it from Down Periscope. We were able to do it with Crimson Tide very easily by getting back to Phantom. Right. And so uh, I was like really struggling with this one, and then I found Teru Shimada played the Japanese submarine commander in Run Silent, Run Deep. Okay. He literally ran silent and re- ran deep in the film. Only two people did that in this film, and he was one of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was also the antagonist of You Only Live Twice, starring Sean Connery. The, that film that we just talked about, the oh, one yeah. where You Only Live Twice, Sean Connery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean Connery gets dumped in the ocean. And pretends to be dead, pretends to be assassinated. Some, you know, scuba divers come along, push him into a submarine. They open it up and off he strolls in the submarine. Now he's like on a British sub heading to wherever. So he played the antagonist in that. Sean Connery is, of course, in The Hunt for the Red October. In that, Sven Olsthorsen is the uh, captain of the boat. Okay. Or not captain of the boat, uh, something of the boat. COB. He's the COB for the submarine. Sven is also Hans in In Enemy Hands. Okay. Yep. Starring William H. Macy, who was in Down Periscope. And since last time, we know that we can get from Down Periscope over to Ed Harris. Right. That completes the chain. Wow. That is six degrees. A little more than six degrees this time. It took us about eight eight degrees for that one to get back to Ed Harris. Still pretty good. That is all submarine movie chain. (laughs) From Run, Silent, Run Deep, 1958, all the way to Phantom 2013. That's really good. Because you think about it, this is very similar to, you know, somebody's bacon number. Yeah. There's not an Ed Harris sub number that anybody's got <laughs> out there on Google. We can't no. just find it. And this one, this this movie has uh, probably an eight. It's a tough one. So it's uh, pretty hard to get back. Although I'm not, I'm not, I haven't made my algorithm to like do it automatically and give me the lowest. Right. But this was the, this was the one, the path I was able to find off the top. Off, it's off pretty the top darn good. Head. Off yeah. the top of your head. I just remembered all these films and who right. was in them. I was like, wait, oh, okay. I recognize him. Yeah, guy from I got that photographic films. memory and I just yeah. pour over pages of internet movie stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Ed Harris, here's to you. Here's I'm, drinking, to your... I'm drinking a coffee stout. Yeah, here's to your dick. <laughs> May you be forever young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Alex, do you have some news for us? Some sub news? Yeah. Well, I was doing a little bit of digging, and you had actually talked about this one before, though, Kyle, where uh, Russian submarines are actually down uh, near the internet wires that are in uh, the Atlantic Ocean. I'm not exactly for sure where they're at in the Atlantic Ocean, but it's been kind of a fear uh, that these Russian submarines are getting too close uh, to the internet wires. And what they can do, they can either, one, cut it, so it just gets rid of all the internet, or two, they could tap into it to try to hack it somehow. All the all the European internet. I guess so. Yeah, I'm not really for, I'm not really for <laughs> sure what it would do, uh, and I don't know why they don't have regular internet to begin with. I don't know why this one's so special or not. But <laughs> well, obviously you you've never used a submerged internet. So ah, true, true. There's no outside interference. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, one of the articles I even read, they're talking about opening up an old NATO uh, building just to kind of help deal with this situation. 
but I also then started doing a little bit more uh, digging into this, and none of the articles ever say that they've done anything. It's just that they're sailing <laughs> around the area that's doing it. So I guess it's really not any news. It's just people out there fishing to see what's going to happen. Uh, so and then I, well, so the Russians haven't done anything. Yeah, they haven't done anything, or, no. And, okay. and I also did a little bit more digging into this one. I'm finding New York Times articles back from October of 2015 saying the same oh. thing. And wow. nothing oh. has happened since then. So in this case, it's kind of a no news is good news kinds of thing. But that is a pretty scary thing to worry about uh, if I was uh, over in the NATO countries over in Europe uh, that Russia was trying to get into their Internet somehow. But do you think anyone would stop them? Like Even shoot if they, down their submarines or what? Well, I mean, nobody stopped them when they annexed Crimea. <laughs> they just took it and was like, well, yeah. hey, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Well, and then it just went away. Yeah, I, I mean. I mean it's getting, this is getting a little heavy. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not so sure why this one is so so important to them. I don't know why this is making headline news as it is uh, because I think everyone's got pretty much the same internet access except for maybe third world countries here but other than that i'm not really seeing that big of an issue what about peru you think they got google fiber they might uh, they might i have a friend who works that, on google fiber it's not a, that's not mm-hmm. up in uh, nato though so <laughs> well i know but we're just talking uh, i'll ask him uh, i'll ask my friend all right yeah <laughs> hey what's the peru internet like yeah i mean he mostly works over india and indonesia and oh, stuff okay. Okay. So. all right okay all right if you were another country alex yeah like how russia's doing this because I was thinking about this today, wouldn't it be fun just to go around and find these <laughs> these wires and just go and cut them? Wait, okay. Like, why not? You might go to jail. Who? Wait, if you cut uh, like an international wire? Yeah. Who's yeah, gonna go you, to jail? You would. No, not me. I'm talking if you were a country leader. You'd be like, hey, go on, just go ahead and cut this wire. Just a. Screw with people. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Why is it North? Why is it North Korea oh. doing this? Okay. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought you were heading down to a submarine. and You're just going to cut them for shits and giggles. For all our listeners, you may not know, I am independently wealthy and yeah. have my own fleet of submarines. Well, that's how I you're mainly, so into submarines. Uh, I mainly operate in the Great Lakes region. Right. Well, you but had I the, branched out. You had that one submarine that sunk. And then you became very interested in making sure you knew everything about subs before you made a new one. Right. And that's what this endeavor really is all about. Yes. It's knowledge. Help you. No, help me help you guys. Yeah. Help you help me. Help. Wait, help me help you. See? Help me. I did it wrong. No, wait. you guys help me help you. So you're saying I help you help me? Or you, no, you, I help you help me. You know what? What? Um, Somebody in my house just had on the Santa Claus 3. The escape mm-hmm. clause. This is exact. This is this, exact thing this happens is in it. Going on. <laughs> I, I can assure you, I am not a writer on Santa Claus Three. So, but it was like this kid. They kept like, "Help me, help you, help me." And then like, um, Tim Allen would look no. at him. He's like, "What?" And then the kid would just, "No, help you, help me, help you." And it just kept going. And it was going on in the middle of this conversation. It kept happening. Wow. Oh my goodness. Great movie. So we're as funny as Santa Claus Three. Hey, that's not bad. Too hot. Wow, shit. Oh. Not, okay. <laughs> we're not doing too bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Pick this uh, up. <laughs> oh, no. But, Alex, I know you. I think if you were leading a country, let's say you had, 
Let me give you a country. It is Malawi. No? We're talking about one with a we need a fleet. We need something. It doesn't even need a fleet. If he had water access. Yep. India. Mm-hmm. All right. We're not gonna put him in charge of India. Why not? Because that's too big. Okay. Let's uh we need something with a small population. Alex, if we gave you You're going all the way over there? Yeah. If we gave you Benin. Benin definitely yeah, okay. And you had one sub. Would you go around and cut other people's internet connection? Ah, oh, man. I don't know. Dep- I mean, depends. This is, there's, there's, a, there's a very depends. easy answer to this. It depends. Yes. The answer is no. Would you go, like, let's say, would you just go and cut Madagascar's internet connection? Why would you do that? I don't know. Just, just for you the lulls? sanctioned. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I know Alex. Alex would do this. <laughs> this, is, this is all playing into the same. It's like the same strategy that like North Korea and stuff has, where it's just like, we're going to act crazy, and hopefully people will give us some shit. Right. Or leave us alone, or whatever. And if you had a Benin and you're just cutting people's wires, they're like, this person's a crazy person, clearly. Has no <laughs> real objective. Because it'd be all over the news. People be like, what's going on? They're like, oh, now we know this country exists. What, what's happening? They really, they would go after you. You think so? Well, think about if if Benin, like, let's say you were just like, oh, it's pirates. Like you were the you were the head of Benin, but you were like, oh, it's just pirates, like oh. going around cutting wires or whatever. Yeah, scrape all the serial numbers off these subs. They'd and... be they'd be blowing those subs out of the water. <sighs> they'd be like pirates. We're destroying you. That's no big deal. But so then you would only want to put disgraced members of your navy on there. But then they would go rogue. But do you see my point? They don't have any problem destroying them if they're doing things illegal in the open water, international water. No, I'm aware of this. Yeah. But so if you're the head of Bannon and you're just blaming it on pirates, you would put your disgraced Navy people on there. But then they could go rogue. We've gotten on the rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. Um, that was a great news story. I do – we need, do need to at some point talk about the sub that was found in Australia from World War One. Just found. Just found. Oh, yeah. And then the sub that was found off the coast of Hawaii from World War II. Also just found. Just found. But I think that was a fun one just from, you know, situation in the world. I don't know what's going to happen when we release these. Maybe at that point it'll be even more relevant. Who knows? Maybe they'll, have cut, the, maybe they'll have cut the internet it or something. It could be. And this news article actually ties into subs worldwide thank god we're on this section that i love so much yeah you can always tell us jamie's section because he's trying to (sighs) talk me out of it okay so this was mentioned in the last movie we watched Mm -hmm. do you know what type of sub it is uh bilal no last last movie not this episode last one oh not so you're talking about down periscope yes los angeles class no Uh, was it a virginia class no. Was it a... It literally has the best... Well, it's the most badass name of any sub on the planet. Oh, Seawolf. Seawolf. There we go. That is correct. So the Seawolf. It is a United States submarine. It's a nuclear-powered, fast-attack sub. Of course. Silent operation. This thing will cruise at 20 knots. For any of you land mammals out there, <laughs> that's 23 miles per hour. <laughs> that's silent. <laughs> Max speed, 35 knots. Wait, silent? Oh, oh, I see. Silent. Cruising silent. Wow. Max speed, 35 knots. Again, for you bipedal organisms, that's 40 miles per hour. Wow. It's pretty good. It's pretty fast. It's cruising. Right. So this also holds 14 officers, has 126 enlisted men. 
There were 29 of these originally planned to be built. Yeah. But only three were actually completed yeah. because they are so expensive. <laughs> They're the second most expensive submarine on the planet. They cost $3 billion a piece. Only the second? <laughs> right, yeah. $3 billion a piece. Number one is Elon Musk's. <laughs> His personal submarine. Yeah. The Jimmy, the USS Jimmy Carter, three point mm-hmm. five billion dollars. That's wow. that's a special class of this. But the only other ones that are more expensive, I could pay for healthcare for the country for like a little bit. <laughs> right, it's a submarine, worth it. It is totally worth is. it. Um, the only one that's more expensive is a French Triumphant. I'm not sure they say it a little bit different. They probably have some kind of accent. Triumphant class. Yeah. Oh, the Triumph. That sounds pretty good. Um, so the Jimmy Carter is 100 feet longer than the other two Seawolves, which the other ones are 353 feet long. Wow. That's pretty big. Huge. So the Jimmy Carter's over 400 foot long. Are they all active, just to ask? These are all active. They're all active. Okay. All three of them. They, just, I, they I, had better be. I'm just waiting for the day when they are, one of them becomes inactive and we can go on this like a, for like a museum tour or whatever. Because that thing's that probably be, amazing. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Um, but the Jimmy Carter is longer because it has a multi-mission platform, which is capable of launching ROVs, which I better explain that because that's what they do in all yep. sub-movies. That's a remote-operated vehicle, and it can also be used to like insert SEAL teams into their areas. And this multi-mission platform can also be used to splice or sever Underwater fiber optic cables. Oh, shit. Oh, yes. Yep. (laughs) So they stopped making these because they're so expensive, but they proceeded on making the Virginia class. And this hull is constructed of a high 100 steel in order to withstand deeper depths. So the crush point goes up. So you're saying that this thing can run silent at like a 30 miles per hour or whatever. Yes. And run deep. Correct. Wow. Run and deeper. The, yeah. Yeah. Run silenter and run deeper. Compared to the Los Angeles class, which is the one that this replaced, they're larger, faster, and significantly quieter, quieter, sorry. And they carry more weapons and have twice as many torpedo tubes. So they have eight tubes. Whoa. They can carry 50 Tomahawk missiles. What? And how much power do you think the nuclear reactor produces? Oh, my goodness. Horsepower-wise. Just take a guess. I can't take a guess. That seems like a ridiculous thing to try to guess. 22,000. Okay. Oh, uh, 50,000. It's 45,000. Ah, guess he won that one. Uh, Price is right, so you went over. No, I'm the brain. I got closer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the brain. I'm the brain. Wow. Isn't that powerful? It's pretty powerful. I wonder why it costs so much more to make. Probably because it's super badass. Yeah. It's like a cruise ship. Yeah. It's probably like super comfy. Probably is. Everybody probably has their own like quarters. That's actually something funny from Re- Hunt for Red October uh, book. Talk about how like uh, one of the captains kind of strolls by. He's gotten fat from the good food and the good... Like life living aboard the submarine. How far are you into it? Oh, I'm only like a uh, hundred pages or so. That's about where I got to. And I just I was like, uh, reading. <laughs> Give me a movie. Well, I'll 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 
push my way through. We'll, I'll I'll make it before we uh, we watch that film. All right, for sure. But yeah, what what do we have anything else for uh, for this guy? I'd recommend watching Run Silent Run Deep. I think so too. I think if you, I think we've probably said that about every. Well, maybe not everything. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think they all have they all have their qualities. I think this one is a good one. You know, if you don't like, if you think you don't like old films, this isn't a bad one if you're into submarines. To like, I mean, kind of see what an old film's all about. I mean, it's not. It's not all boring and nothing. Like it's got you know that's what fun I, stuff going on. I went into this thinking stuff. I was gonna immediately write it off because it's black and white. It's from the fifties. Most old movies I've seen, just like yeah, it's whatever. I don't I don't need to waste my time with it with all these new ones. This is definitely I think worth watching. There we go. But yeah, one time on deep. Alex. Uh, would I recommend it? Yes, absolutely. I uh, I did enjoy it quite a bit. I think you were definitely right. People probably would write it off just because it is older and black and white. Uh, but I feel like yep. that didn't take away from the movie at all. You know, fairly decent Do you think it story. added to it? No, I don't think no. it added to it. I don't think it added no. to it, no. No. But I don't think it took, took away from it. I was thinking if we did do a it. remake... I think they actually there was there was a point where um, I think submarine films because you can even see it with the visual effects and stuff like that where they all kind of like caught up and started doing the same types of effects. This was still kind of old school. They were in a they were doing like miniatures in you know. Oh, I still do that today. I know, I know, but like it just it, it was different it wasn't that it wasn't quite to that level so i think if it had been a little bit later i know what you're talking about with the torpedo scenes and stuff well just even think you could definitely tell they were in some kind of pool yeah like when in like uh i mean a lot of things changed with you know something like star wars this isn't going to be on the same level of like a blockbuster submarine film right yeah and so if this had been if this has been remade like if we remade it now or if we if if it was remade in the 1990s i think we would have seen something that was Pretty cool. Well, you saw that with Crimson Tide where they had the whole yeah. stage it moved to simulate yeah. the diving depths and angles and all that. Yeah. Because if you did it, notice, it's yeah. kind of like we're diving and the camera's still just looking at them. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. And we saw it in reverse with Phantom where everything was shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Money does play a factor. Yeah. Thanks for listening. To Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.